Attention Talking Simpsons listeners, would you love to hear us give the same treatment to Futurama? Who would do a thing like that? Who could do a thing like that? Then you'll be delighted to know we're doing just that for Futurama's entire first season. Hey, when you look this good, you don't have to know anything. And it'll only be available for people who donate at the $5 level to the Talking Simpsons Patreon. Oh, God, no! And along with 13 episodes of Talking Futurama, you'll get all 23 episodes of Talking Critic, the entire first season of Talking Simpsons, monthly community podcasts, interviews with Simpsons writers, and so much more! Shut up and take my money! Remember, go to patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons to get your hands on podcasts from the world of tomorrow! I heartily endorse this event or product. Ahoy hoy everybody, welcome to Talking Simpsons, where phony tornado alarms reduce readiness. I'm your host, Bob Thrillho Mackey, and this is a chronological exploration of The Simpsons. Who else is here with me today? Uh, Henry Gilbert and I broke the 11th commandment. <laughs> Who else? Uh, cup and ball hog, Dave Rudden. Oh, it's so good. And today's episode is Marge, Be Not Proud. Shoplifting is a victimless crime, like punching someone in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> today's episode aired on December 17th, 1995, and Henry will tell us what happened on this mythical day in real world history. <gasps> Boy, Bobby, Beanie Babies and Pogs were the top toy on every Santa's list. Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You is spending its second holiday season at the top of the charts, thus cementing it as a standard. And Robin Williams, Bonnie Hunt, and Kirsten Dunst all star in Jumanji, which unseats Toy Story at number one at the box office. How dare you, Jumanji. <laughs> I have actually never seen it, but I kind of want to go back uh, this many years later and see those disgusting CGI animals and how hideous they it's look. Not terrible. Because I, I just watched it. was a fun. Movie. I watched it for the first time this year really? when they came out the new Jumanji, which yes. I actually I really which liked. Which made a billion dollars. I hear yes. that is like a, a really good movie, actually. It is. Yeah. I really, really? like it. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, like Fast and the Furious kind of good? And, yeah, just um, so insane. Mm-hmm. And Kevin yeah. Hart, Dwayne Johnson, and Jack Black are hilarious. Mm-hmm. Well, they're playing Karen. themselves, but also, I mean, they're not playing themselves. They're playing like teenagers. Playing uh, in their body. I do yeah. like that. But it's conceit. like a woman or a girl is in Jack Black's body. Uh, they all have like kind of the most man. inappropriate or the most different uh, yeah. bodies, right? And then yes. their adult forms. <laughs> yes. It's really cool. The the original Jumanji, it, it was when Robin Williams opened films. And he was like, yeah. yeah, it's the biggest star in the world, Robin Williams. He yeah. was the rock of his day. Mm-hmm. And he came out at his normal hairiness in Jumanji. Yeah. Like, yes. He was, and this He's was, finally allowed to be free. <laughs> <laughs> and this was when Bonnie Hunt got to star in movies. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Let's give Bonnie Hunt a try. Who was the cop in this movie? David Allen Greer. David Allen Greer. He's hilarious in it. Yeah, uh, there was also the hilarious scene, which uh, is only funnier with as with time, of the old timey game hunter buying crazy powerful mm-hmm. guns for free. Who, by the way, is not Andy Dick. Every time I like, every time I'd see clips, I'd be like, "Oh, Andy Dick's in this movie." It's not Andy. It Dick. should be. God, Jum- like. This Jumanji talk overpowered the other uh, things. What were they? There was the uh, holiday uh, thing. Pogs and Beanie Babies. Pogs and Beanie number Babies. One toys of nineteen ninety five. I don't associate not Beanie the Babies. Virtual Boy though. Right. Even though it was on sale. It was on clearance at this point, but yeah. Beanie Babies, I don't associate with the mid '90s. I think of that more of a late '90s thing. But man, like I said, it was when, like, it peaked. It like yeah. hit peak Beanie. 
Yeah. They, they debuted in the mid-90s, but yeah, this, I mean, it would peak. Them. I guess didn't like make the rankings that year, but this year was big for games, because like, oh, 1995 yeah. was the launch of uh, the Saturn and PlayStation, and mm-hmm. I don't know about the N64. No, that was no. 96. 96. They, they yeah, waited a whole another year. They thought they could pull that. They did it with the oh, Super yeah. NES, and then they thought they could pull it off with the N64. Uh-huh. It didn't work as well. I mean, that's a good as point as any to say, like, we are game players and former game writers, so we this episode of The Simpsons really touched us, I yeah. would say. Yeah. I mean, as also a Christmas enthusiast, it's mm-hmm. also like we waited six years for a new Simpsons Christmas episode. Like I and I thought, like you know, around like fourth or fifth season. Like I guess they're never doing that again. Mm-hmm. That's what made this special. I mean, they would eventually go on to make one every like two or three seasons, yeah. but this was like a big deal, especially because a Christmas special. B, like we said, it is a very authentic take on video games. Yeah, actually, mm-hmm. I'm like such a Christmas nut that I watched every single Simpsons Christmas episode That's over the holidays. Right. I also had like so much time that I just did it. There are four Christmas episodes that I that are interchangeable as the best one ever. Like this, the season one one, the I think the season twenty three one, the the oh it's Christmas oh, past one, yeah that yeah. And, and I forget the other one. Well, the, the, the Skinner sense of snow. No, 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 the one where they uh, they fool the town. Funzo. No, no, no. The uh, and, Grift of the Magi. No, no, no. no. It, it's it's the one where Our listeners Bart, are going insane. Sorry, now. Bart burns down the tree. And they oh, fake out. yes. Because I love that and the, the Christmas of Future Past episode because yes. they're both like almost serious finales. Because the end mm. of that episode is the Simpsons losing everything and still fighting Except over Except for additional. a rag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even their pets stole it away. Yeah. yeah. But but this was uh, the return to Christmas. They they were ready for it by this point. They thought they'd never do it again because Simpsons Roasting on the Open oh, open Fire was the first episode. If you want to learn about the production of that, listen to our interview on Patreon with Mimi Pond, the writer of that episode. Episode. And if you want to know this true story behind this episode, listen to our interview with Mike Scully on Patreon, where he talks about being a filthy child thief. Yes. Well, yeah, that's why I asked you guys to be on this episode, is because I also engaged in some shoplifting, hopefully. Yeah. Oh, and I, I was, I, was <laughs> I was caught by my mother oh, shoplifting, my and that is what made me stop shoplifting. Wow. That'll do it. That'll really do it. I, I never shoplifted, well... Maybe I stole like a candy bar or I, something, but I was a goody two shoes. Yeah. I didn't steal things. For me, and it's ironic because I would end up in print, but I would <laughs> steal video game magazines. Wow. Just put them right in your sleeve, right? Yeah. Like, roll and, them up. Uh, yeah. What I would do is I was always paranoid about those like machines or whatever at the front door that, that like would beep. Yeah. yeah. So I would tear out, out the UPC symbol and just like stick it in my pocket. <laughs> it, it always takes so long. And then, yeah, one day my mom actually saw me putting the magazine <gasps> in my in my oh. pocket. And then I like wrote her a note, and I was like, "I'm so sorry, Mom. I'll never Aww. do it again." Aww. And, and, <laughs> and you're still and not she bought it. <laughs> <laughs> and no. you went on to steal several more magazines. I, and no, a quarry. I, 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 I never did after that. Huh. And Bob, you never shoplifted. I, I was a good boy. Yes. <laughs> I would look down what upon I, shoplifting. What I should have done was made a magazine about my mom and framed it, because then it would be the same sort of. Mm, uh, oh, yeah, it's uh, true. Uh, retro- it would have been a sweeter <laughs> ending. Yeah, but you weren't as creative as Bart. Back no, then. no, no. I though I actually had been the Don Broadcast. Uh, in yeah. situations mm. at, at a blockbuster video twice we had to deal with shoplifters yeah. and and my feeling was i don't give a fuck steal this shit like i'm what am i gonna get in a fight with yeah. you i worked at a game stop where i believe one of the managers was like very vigilant about like uh pursuing shoplifters and actively going after them <laughs> and i'm like number one you told me like you can't touch a customer even mm. if they steal number two i'm not like chasing someone yeah. who stole Yu-Gi-Oh cards i don't give a shit yeah, yeah. there's the, we have shrinkage for a reason yeah. it's part of a storage buzz I, yeah, I also worked at GameStop for a yeah. while, and like, I never actually caught anyone in the act. It'd only be afterwards where, why are there a hunk of like a giant 
stack of Hey You Pikachu's missing. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, the one, uh, the best shoplifters were the ones we never caught, which they were super smart. We at Blockbuster we would sell pre-played games, and they came in these clamshells and went over the full game case. Now a fool would try to open it from the bottom where the lock is, and they'd be like, "Well, I'm not getting in there." The top has is so easy to crack open the top, so they just went to a blind corner of the place, cracked open the That's top, you. and took <laughs> and took out the game disc of like twenty <laughs> copies, and then just left. And I was like, "Damn, that's pretty good," because the game disc didn't have the thing, the scanner thing yeah. that would set off either. I blame Blockbuster for that because they decided, well, the cheap thing to do is to just have two people working on a busy Sunday. If they had had a third person walk in the floor, that wouldn't have happened. I Actually, when I worked at that GameStop, it was in the mall, and I was dating one of the girls who worked at Suncoast. That's right. We were, we were wow. mall, mall cross lovers. <laughs> it didn't work out, but I would hear her stories about people like coming in like ninjas with razor blades, like stealing like hundreds, hundreds of DVDs, just like wow. slicing the little plastic, yeah. pop, like popping it out, and like without even opening the case, just like sliding it out. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thievery that happened under my watch at GameStop was uh, kind of a clever ruse where... Uh, I had opened the glass case behind the shelf, and like right after I'd done that, one guy asked me a question about a game in the back, and he was working in conjunction with this guy in the front. So when I walked to the back, he opened the case and took like 10 copies of Devil May Cry. Whoa. Uh, That's a good trick. Like, yeah. uh, no, no, go in the back. Check in the back, guys. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I only learned about it because a, a another Star-Crossed event happened where someone uh-huh. from EB Games said, hey, we just had uh, like 10 copies of Devil May Cry and like five copies of Devil May Cry 2 traded in. Uh, do you know what's... Did you, are you guys missing any of them? And I turn around, I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Well, that's nice that they were helping you out yeah. there. The, but then the I was I was called Devil May Cry Dave for, for years afterwards. <laughs> Why not Devil May Cry? I know. Well, They're not that, as clever as pun masters as Dave Yeah, is. but then when I started at uh, GamePro, uh, mm. years, years later, we had one year where we, we still used like, pseudonyms before we just went to our real names, and mm. I couldn't think of anything, so I just went with... Dave may cry. <laughs> <laughs> well, in this episode, though, is a real like gut punch for me. Bob and I were talking about this before, and we're both mama's boys, the mama's yeah. boys of Talking Sims. Big time. I mean, yeah, I'm kind of a mama's boy, too. <laughs> and yeah, that this happened to me like probably a year or two beforehand. It's like, oh, boy. And I have I mean, this specifically didn't happen to me, but I've definitely felt the sting of a disappointed mother. Oh, yeah. And this makes me want to the ending every time is like, I wish I had this. Uh, <laughs> I miss my mom. <laughs> it does remind me of even being an adult and fucking up it's just like okay what can i do to make this better and the other person just like i i don't know just like you're like i just want to do something like let Please. me do something yeah just like it's like being punished with guilt i mean rightfully so yeah. but it's just like the sting of guilt hurts more than than the sting of punishments yeah and uh yeah we were all hardcore gamers probably in 1995 playing. I thought they did a really good job in this episode oh, yeah. of of like capturing like the gaming zeitgeist at the time yes the it totally in your face console wars era where uh, advertisements are screaming at you and calling you an asshole and telling you to buy I the mean, games. I, I never listened to the commentary or anything, but I assume that the, the guys are playing games at this point. I think so. I mean, there's a lot of deep cuts on this that, like, it, this would just be like a weird Donkey Kong pastiche or something yeah. if they weren't actually aware of these games. It, it's something that always drove me crazy, like, say, in Roseanne, where they actually had a good yeah. episode about getting a Super NES and then almost bankrupting them to get that <laughs> as a Christmas present. But when they talk about the games they're playing, she's like, I got the fifth crystal skull from the brass monkey. Or I'm like, that's not a game. Yeah. Just say you're and, playing Super Mario. And then the sound effect on the screen is like blank, 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 blank. Yeah. yeah. I, but, okay. It throws 
be crazy. Before we get to Bonesaw, I want to say uh, that was named by the great writer Dan Graney, who we interviewed one of our greatest interviews. They're all great, but I love talking to Dan. And I do want to say also that there was a Bloodstorm before Bonestorm. It was a 1994 fighting game. Oh. In 2011, there was Bulletstorm. And in 2016, I believe, there was Storm Blood. <laughs> uh, that is the Final Fantasy XIV second expansion. Oh, that's right. oh but, but no game can now use Bonestorm. But tons of games really want to use Bonestorm, but There's they can't. Mr. Bones. Mr. Bones. <laughs> and you can hear all that interview at patreon.com slash talking simpsons where you can sign up today you gotta get that plug in early i gotta do it why don't we get to our first clip here it's a crusty kind of christmas it's a crusty kind of christmas brought to you by ilg selling your body's chemicals after you die and by little sweetheart cupcakes <laughs> a subsidiary of ilg oh hi <laughs> i didn't hear you come in welcome to my home and no. Say, did I hear some carolers? Come, they told me. Hey, it's respected private citizen Tom Landry <laughs> and South American sensation Shushisha Shushashi Shusha Boy. <laughs> now, stay tuned for a video Christmas card from Tupac Shakur. So was that Tom Landry? He was uh, still alive. Yes, he was okay. still alive. Well, Homer was... wouldn't buy his hat just yeah. yet. The, the, yeah. the writers were on a real Tom Landry kick at this point for some reason. <laughs> I, I always took the line, respected private citizen Tom Landry, is that they like, legally couldn't mention the NFL on, uh, on Krusty's yeah. show. They yeah, that's they a good point. Yeah, I, that's how I read that joke now. And I love, unironically and ironically, musty old Christmas specials yeah. like this one. Like, one of my all-time favorites is the Colbert Christmas. It's Colbert timeless. Report. It's yeah. so great, yeah. Or the... Yeah. On the Kids in the Hall one, the Buddy Cole Christmas uh, special. That was another great one. I always thought when when I was a kid that Krusty botching that name was just an excuse for him to say shit. Like, uh, yeah. oh. shoot, shit, so Shosha oh. Shitla is based on uh, Shusha, who I was oh tweeting my. about yesterday. People were like, how do you know about Shusha? So Shusha is and was then a Brazilian entertainer, a kid's entertainer. The thing about her is she was extremely hot and wore really revealing outlets on kids' shows. And um, I, uh, I don't know if I should be ashamed of this, but... I think the show was secretly for guys, uh, boys going through adolescence because at 12, I'm like, I'm on board the Shusha train. I will take, let it take me anywhere. And now as an adult, I'm watching um, Shusha clips for this episode. I'm like, I think uh, my ideal death is Shusha killing me. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Well, yeah, here's uh, the clip you have here, Bob, of the Olsen twins on Shusha. Yes. I want to point out, listen to how like media trained they are. They are just savvy and cynical immediately. These poor kids. Oh, can I ask a question or not other question? Can you come again? Uh, yeah? Maybe. Maybe. Okay, I know, I know. We stars. Little and big stars, I know. So have a lot of things to do. But if possible, you come again? Yes. Good. That's good. There we go. Oh, I love boy. how Shusha's being, they're like, they're clearly not into it, but Shusha's yeah. like, yeah, you big star. You too busy for Shusha. <laughs> too busy for yeah. Shusha, but come on, say yes. Like, Someone yes. turned me on. It's fully subtitled on YouTube. I recommend the 1989 movie Super Shusha versus Satan, where <laughs> Shusha fights Satan and she's wearing hot pants throughout mm. the entire movie, and it's great. She's actually very conservatively dressed in that one yeah. there. Usually she- you see her entire midriff mm-hmm. at the same time, but yes, uh, Shusha, 
Patricia, if you're listening, uh, you know, pick up the phone. <laughs> uh, is this the first time that Krusty appears in something that has the initials KKK? It is, but okay. they're not getting it. It's not as obvious. Yeah. And oh. I think that wasn't definitely intentional on the writer's part. Yeah, and the zoo- I guess it's I guess it's Krusty Crying at Christmas. I, I don't know if the C if it's a C or a K. It is a K. I okay. remember mm. seeing but, uh, that that Zusha stuff too. She was on. Her name is Shusha Henry, <laughs> and we're married now. Uh, Shusha <laughs> was on American TV here in, in on the Family Channel of all oh, things. Really? It's it's shocking. That, yeah, that, that they and. Zushiksha uh, Zushashi, she would return in season 12's trip to Brazil. I do want to say it was sort of like when you were a, a small boy of 12 and you could not access pornography, mm. you would watch like The Grind or whatever. You'd watch The Grind. This was very similar. Yeah. <laughs> or you'd stay up, you'd maybe stay up late and watch Ease Wild On, perhaps. Yeah. If uh, if you could. Or And Tupac uh, would be dead within a year of this Ooh. joke. And I say dead in quotes because we all know he's still making albums. He, off he, somewhere else. He made like 30 albums after his death. Yeah, that's true. And I'm sure they're all good because they were rec- they were not released before he died. So <laughs> I always thought Chushicha, whatever her name is, was supposed to be like Charo. Charo. Yeah, no, that was sort yeah. of like 20 years ago, that sort of figure. <laughs> Although she was for adults. Mm-hmm. And I got I got her confused with the Sabado Gigante ladies as well, which is of a similar vein. And then the joke about a Jewish entertainer doing a Christmas special like Barbara Streisand did that all the time. Same with Ka- Kathy Lee Gifford. Yuck. Well, yeah. Yuck. <laughs> Or Kathy Lee Epstein is her mm. tr- real name is. Well, it is when people of all religions gather together to worship Jesus Christ. <laughs> and uh, then we get an ad that is so... They got the 90s ads oh, yeah. perfectly here. You want excitement? Dump this up your stocking! Whoa! entertaining oh yeah so tell your folks buy me bonestorm or go to hell buy me bonestorm or go to hell Bart, young man in this house we use a little word called please <laughs> the coolest video game ever i'm sorry honey but those games cost up to and including 70 dollars and they're violent and they distract you from your schoolwork those are all good points but the problem is they don't result in me getting the game <laughs> i know how you feel Bart. When I was your age, I wanted an electric football game more than anything in the world. And my parents bought it for me, and it was the happiest day of my life. Well, good night. <laughs> well, first off, let's talk about the game of Bone Storm is very much Mortal Kombat. Yeah, like I that. mean that that song is very Mortal Kombat-y, and the idle animation they have when they're like dazed mm-hmm. is they, you know, do they fa- do the yeah. fatality and animation? The boring game that they show is basically Liu Kang fighting <laughs> a tank. Yeah, and then afterwards, it's two Goros fighting each other. Which I think <laughs> uh, I don't think the Mortal Kombat franchise had reached that yet. I don't think they had anyone besides Goro who was forearmed yet. Mm-hmm. But I think within well, by '95, I think they were up to. Mortal Kombat like the, 3. That Centaur okay. guy was in it, yeah. at least. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kataro. And then they had, uh, like, a Lady Goro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. They had multiple Goros at that point. I apologize. But also... They couldn't Goro. find a tank yet, though. <laughs> and, and the logo of Bone Storm is very Mortal Kombat as well. Like, they, they reference it very well. And I will... Though, though Santa Claus is not based on a video game ad at all, he's based on one Dave and I know very well. Him! Hmm. Ah, gotta hear beef. Gotta have spice. Need a little excitement? Snap it to a Slim Jim. Oh, yeah. 
Man, I never really thought about that. Yes. He says, need a little excitement. That's oh, what yeah. Santa that's says that right yeah. before shoving something up your stocking. I, see, I was always hung up on the fact that, like, is this guy supposed to be a character in the game? Because it seems, like, <laughs> kind of short-sighted to have a Christmas-based character in your game. Like Clay Fighter? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, so I, th- I really want to say, thinking about it, I think that the, so the boring game that we see is Liu Kang fighting a tank. I think they're escalating the Street Fighter you beating up a car in the bonus round. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. One other thing, this episode takes place in winter, which is why we see snow but a weird thing that they're doing is they're using crickets to signify nighttime which you're not going to hear crickets in winter they're all dead yeah they're or they're in jail <laughs> they're in jail yeah. break out. and they also didn't get like homer Sin- like wasn't nighttime when he made that when bart made that request because i thought they were watching date i guess that was a thing that would air in prime time yeah they were watching a prime time special while marge was making dinner yeah. or, or no cleaning up after dinner she was washing the dishes yeah but, and i would definitely if a video game commercial told me to say something i'd say to my mom like so that's very true of bart too and we should say these commercials are commercials of this type were airing during the simpsons like that this was the market because as bill oakley told us kids were watching the simpsons more than adults and this was like the the era of like uh, in my opinion like unforgettable commercials like the the mortal Kombat ones where it's just like a person in the streets yelling mortal Kombat, Kombat. and the nba jam ones like just Uh, or perhaps this play it loud commercial for killer instinct Holy God! Same graphics, same moves. It looks like the arcade, man. Uh, Arcade, man. Sixteen bits. Sixteen bits. All you say is Killer Instinct, only on Super NES, complete with Killer Gun Game Music CD. It's totally uncensored. So who needs a new system? Wow. So I should point the, out the that mom is very shocked there. The Play It Loud era of Nintendo was a reaction to Sega's in-your-face marketing. Nintendo was not ready for that. So with Sega's marketing, they would reference other games. Like, look how shitty the Game Boy is. Look how shitty Mario Kart is. No one's going to remember that game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but even with Nintendo being edgy, they still don't acknowledge other games. Like, nope, <laughs> that is just a commercial for them. This is a commercial for us. And we will say we are in your face and a fat man will yeah. explode. <laughs> but no. even though they're in your face, it's like, but we're going to censor all that. Before. Yeah. Like, well, I, I remember they had the butthole surfers. Yeah. Song. Yes. And it was like, well, I think they don't say the word hell in it. Maybe yeah, they, they bleep out the word hell. It's like, right. what did they say? Yeah. The closest thing to mentioning another game in there is that in the Killer Instinct, they say completely uncensored, which that was uh. Nintendo having to say, like, look, it's we did censor Mortal Kombat. Yeah. We know that you know this one is insane. We're cent- sorry. And when they say who needs a new system, that was definitely their 95 ad campaign of like, why buy a PlayStation? This doesn't this look as good as a PlayStation game? It's it's a it's a Killer Instinct no game. No way, those social polygons are the best. Uh, it's like papercraft in front of me. Uh, so Marge's comments about games costing up to and including seventy dollars is still true. Yeah. Twenty three years later, in fact, if you buy a game for seventy dollars, you're a sucker. Wait two weeks, yeah. they all get under like thirty. It's like well, though even back then, I remember games like Fantasy Star Four yeah. was eighty bucks. Yeah. Like, I paid I paid a year before this episode. I paid eighty two dollars of my own money for Final Fantasy three slash. That had wow. extra megs was usually thirty-two. Yeah. All those megs they cost a lot, yeah. man. The, and uh, in Homer's opinion of electric football is a little higher than the critics, which uh, this game sucks. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> Not a metaphor. Uh, and then 
so then we get a bunch of corny momness, which all of these just get me because yep. my mom, I think we all had like corny moms who who didn't care that they were a big lame. This is very much like, look out for the shack attack. <laughs> all aboard the sleepy train to visit Mother Goose. Barty stop is snoozy lane to rest his sweet caboose. Mom, I'm not a little kid anymore. Tuck-in time is lame. Well, if loving my kids is lame, then I guess I'm just a big lame. Mom, <laughs> it's lame to be proud of being lame. Well, life is like a box <laughs> of chocolates. Mom, you no, mom. <laughs> you're gonna get. Marge seems completely unfazed that her son has put a garbage pail on his head. Yeah. Probably filled with filth now. She's seen this a lot from him, I yeah. think. The, the sound uh, design is great on that without yeah. seeing it. Just like it's very it's very well done. Mm-hmm. And but what did uh, she say during that part? <laughs> the scene makes me sad because I'm like, I did that to my mom. I was like, Mom, yeah. come on. Just quit being so do, do you guys also have like tuck in traditions with your I, I got tucked in. I got a uh, tuck in and a kiss on the forehead, but yeah. it wasn't no no song or anything. I mean, Nothing elaborate. So the thing is I, I shared a room with my younger brother from the time when we were like you know both toddlers up until probably like middle school mm. uh and like during the prime tuck-in time the thing my mom would always do is like you know she would say goodnight and then she would kiss each of us and then she would whisper in her ears like you're my favorite <laughs> and, then we, and then when she left we'd be we'd compare notes and always be like oh, mom oh, was she lying cute. about that's cute <laughs> uh so then we uh we get the dream of renting a video game for 99 cents which would never happen in 1995 i want to buy a copy of bone storm here's 99 cents <sighs> Allow me to summarize the proposed transaction. You wish to purchase Bone Storm for 99 cents. Net profit to me, negative $59. Oh, oh, please take my $59. I don't want it. It's yours. Eh, eh, eh. Seeing as we are unfamiliar with sarcasm, I shall close the register at this point and state that 99 cents is the rental price. Oh, then may I please rent it, please? No, you may not. I am all out. Though I do have a surprising abundance of Lee Carvalho's putting challenge. So I want to get yeah. into Lee Carvello's putting challenge yeah. because it is a deep pull to a game that no one remembers. And I'm guessing at least one writer remembered it because it has a weird name. So uh, Lee Trevino's Fighting Golf <laughs> was a 1988 NES game that's exactly Whoa. the same as every other NES golf game. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason it has a weird name is because it's a Japanese game. Wow. In Japan, it was just called Fighting Golf, which is a very Japanese name for a thing. Wow. In America, they got Lee Trevino to be on the box and they called it Lee Trevino's Fighting Golf. There is no fighting. There is golf. <laughs> There is fighting in Outlaw Golf. Oh, that's true. But that would be much later. But yeah. yeah. That's shocking. Well, I guess it's not too shocking because they got... They got Mike Tyson at that time too. Celebrity endorsements on a video game were definitely oh, yeah. happening. This, I mean, this is around the time that like Tommy Lasorda had Sega written on his hat. And, That's true. And, yeah. yeah. So yes, yeah. Lee Trevino's fighting golf. Don't play it. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but uh, they had to make up a new name. And I I like Carvalho anyway. Yeah. I am they, Carvalho. <laughs> they can bring uh, back Carvalho whenever they felt like. But there were multiple things I found weird. That first of all, comic book guy. I'm glad he's in the episode, but. He all of a sudden has started to rent video games. Like yeah. he's a video game and comic book store. I know from how comic books 
stores are a pennies business. Yeah. You don't get rich on them. Yeah. And you certainly don't have the overhead to invest in game rental. Yeah. This is back in the day, though, where you would find game rentals at weird places like the grocery store. Like, yeah. here's Super Nintendo games by the bananas. I guess I'll look yeah. at these. You would see that sometime, but I, I guess I think of it with the... I worked at a mom-and-pop video store from 2006 to 2008, and there, they didn't rent video games because the boss was like, they're too expensive and people steal them. Yeah. Like, they're, no, it's not worth it. I have to point out an easy solution for Bart's problems in this episode. Wait one day. <laughs> yes. yes. Someone will return their copy, mm-hmm. ask to be called when it comes in. I mean, which, uh, like, when Comic I... Comic book guy's not going to call. Uh, yeah, like, my local rental place that wasn't Blockbuster, they would not call you when the thing was in, because, like, mm-hmm. otherwise, they would have 50 people to call. Like, yeah. That's... You just had to hope it was there. Like, I never got to rent Tiny Toon Adventures on NES. Oh. There's a Tiny Toons game. Oh, and the Bucky O'Hare game. I was just super... <laughs> I, I wanted to play those games desperately for some reason, and never could, because they never... They usually ran. only had just one copy of stuff yeah. there, too. And yeah. in my local video store, I had this awful way of like all all the games were out there mm-hmm. you had to go up and ask in every individual game oh that's terrible yeah. man that's a bad system there uh, yeah. but uh somebody was able to get their hands on the game Newhouse has boomstorm this is great and all i've done is enter my name thrill house Hey, cool dude, can I play too? Uh, uh, it's only a one-player game. Then how come it says second-player score? Mom! Bart swearing! Hey, what no, the hell? No, no, hey, no, 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 I wasn't swearing. Right now. So that, that shot of Millis in the chair is taken from a Maxell cassette tape ad. I don't know if the print ad came first or the commercial. I've seen them both. But it's a guy sitting in a chair. Basically, the music is blasting at him like a wind machine. But we have the commercial here. It's like a butler bringing him a cassette tape and then him getting like blown away by the music. The usual, sir. Please. Even after 500 plays, our high-fidelity tape still delivers high-fidelity. It's worth it. And the music sort of like blows a glass of champagne towards him. That's cute. Yeah. I I mean, maybe I did see these commercials. They indoctrinated me because I usually went with Maxell. I went with Maxell or Sony brand tapes when I would make my mixtapes for for myself, not for (laughs) not for people. (laughs) Just for me. Only only I could appreciate this mix of they might be giants and Weezer songs. (laughs) Uh, Also, that that thrill ho joke. It's so Uh, good. That's like a thing that I feel like kids today wouldn't understand where it's like you have limited space to put in your name and game back Mm -hmm. then. I don't know. Some RPGs are still like that, though. Uh. I mean, there's still character living on some stuff, but the kids playing Fortnite now don't know yeah. about the the pain of Thrill Ho. <laughs> the pain of Thrill Ho. Poor, poor Millhouse too. He came up with a great online nickname for himself too. Of Thrill, there have to be there has to be a million Thrill Hoes out there yeah. on the, yeah. the internet, and a million more with like a number after it. <laughs> thrill Ho yeah. 420. What's your favorite uh, not fully completed Millhouse name? Millho or sorry, <laughs> Thrill Ha. Thrill Ho or Millpool? Mm. Oh, Millpool is pretty good. I think Millpool. <laughs> the the Thrill Ho definitely has some extra. Yeah. That that Millhouse doesn't know what it says. Yeah. That he, that he doesn't realize how oh, Thrill Ho is a real <laughs> self-owned there. <laughs> I was not like Millhouse. My, my family's house was the game house, much to my parents' chagrin. Like, we, when we had video games, we were the kids that everybody would come over to and play multiplayer games with. So, though, I definitely, I do love Millhouse's selfishness of just like, 
Uh, this isn't a two-player game. Yeah. And though, really, he's he's denying himself a better gameplay experience. Yeah. It's who's it's he, he's going to fight the computer? Fight fight Bart? I think he's just being a selfish uh, little kid. I yes. weirdly played Mortal Kombat a lot single player because, like, mm. my objective was like, look, if I'm going to spend like so much effort trying to beat my opponent, it's going to be impossible for me to do the uh, fatalities that I've scribbled on a notebook paper. Yeah. Mm. I'm playing against myself and just getting perfect victories and then trying to do the fatality. <laughs> I would never play it legitimately any of those games. I would rent it, then do every fatality, babality, animality, friendship, secret thing, and then bring it back to the store because it's yeah. just like, well, I've done it. I've done it all. <laughs> and once once YouTube was invented, you could just watch those. You yeah. wouldn't even have to do them yourself. <laughs> and now the Mortal Kombat fatalities are just... Just like too disgusting. They're too realistic. It's not like fifteen lungs popping out of someone when they explode. It's just like <laughs> we're gonna graphically tear off someone's skin and we model this to look like actual nerve damage. Kind of surprised that didn't make like Trump's gameplay highlight reel. I know. Oh. Whoever was compiling that for him really messed up. They used like the X-ray stuff from uh, Sniper. But I not, think not what they I Mortal think Kombat. what they wanted were ones with guns in it. So Mortal Kombat isn't that. This this man in the corner he said toasty and it was disgusting. <laughs> The Simpsons will be right back. One little excitement? I know what you could shove up your stocking. Patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. That's what supports me and Bob Mackey doing this full time every week in and week out. Patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. If you sign up there for just $5 a month, you'll get access to every episode of Talking Simpsons a week early and ad free. Not to mention every episode of What a Cartoon, our new animation podcast a week early and ad free as well. Plus our brand new uh, Patreon exclusive podcast talking Futurama where we go through every episode of Futurama in season one and you can listen to our classic talking critic where we go through every episode of Simpsons spin-off ish the critic just head over to patreon.com slash talking Simpsons today and you can hear some really cool stuff Sadly, we couldn't get an interview with Lee Carvalho, but we have so many awesome interviews exclusive to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. Just recently, we interviewed Dan Graney. If you don't know who he is, he was the writer of such classic episodes as King Size Homer, and he's the inventor of words such as Embiggen, and creator of characters such as Gil. He is a longtime fixture of The Simpsons, and he has tons of stories to tell us about working on the show and what it's like in one of the most creative and fun writers' rooms in television history. Not only that, but we have so many other awesome interviews, including a chat with Mike Scully, the writer of this episode of The Simpsons, who was executive producer of the show from seasons 9 through 12, and tons more really cool podcast interviews that you can only find at patreon.com slash talking simpsons, which you would get access to for just $5 a month. Sign up today! Hey, this is Sideshow Luke Perry. You're listening to Talking Simpsons on Laser Time. Uh, so the joke of Try and Save being open on Christmas is not a joke now. 
all stores are open on Christmas. They you got yeah. it. Uh, like the uh, there was. I a- love they're they're trying to paint this anti worker thing as a tribute to Christ. Like in the, to honor <laughs> Christ, we're making people work on Christmas. Uh, there was like a couple of years. Uh, like within the last few years, where like some stores were actually saying like, no, we're going to actually close on uh, Christmas. But I they, appreciate the bottom of Delta back. No, well because you're giving up money. It seems yeah. like, and that's the one thing you know. Everybody's like, oh, America is such a Christian nation. Not when it comes to giving people the day off, like on <laughs> Christmas sure. Day, we're all Scrooges. Scrooge, Scrooge gave yeah. people a day off on Christmas Day. So you're actually worse than Scrooge. No, I always did love like. Day after Christmas it was a terrible day to work at GameStop because it's like just mm-hmm. as bad as Black Friday, except people are doing returns now. And they have the post Christmas depression happening. But I, I love that the people, some people, like there would always be like you know twenty five percent of the people who came in would be angry, like you didn't sell me this extra thing I needed, so we didn't get to use the system all day. I'm like, awesome. Yeah. Glad your Christmas was ruined. Oh, that's You're my being fault. a jerk to me right now, and I retroactively <laughs> wish that upon you. I I had that at Blockbuster too. Of people calling, like, look, do you have this? I worked on two Christmas days of Blockbuster okay. video, and both times people called in like do you rent systems i was like we don't anymore i'm sorry like but we need a ps2 i bought the wrong game for this well i can't help you i do have what about bob on vhs (laughs) everyone loves that Uh, yeah and then i i liked working on christmas to the degree that i got time and a half and Uh. when i worked at a movie theater they would buy like not great catering but catering they'd get you food like so Time and a half in food. One of the last times I went to a movie theater on Christmas Day, there was a technical difficulty at the beginning and they had to restart the film. And someone had to go and tell somebody to restart the film. And when she did, she came back and said, I asked them to restart the film. And also, did you know they're not getting paid extra today to work on Christmas? And that like broke my heart oh. as, as a, as I had gotten that privilege 10 years earlier. And then, and then an asshole behind me said, they should be happy to have jobs. And I would like, have twisted his head off and uh, ran out of the movie. Uh, it, that guy's almost as big a jerk <laughs> as Gavin. Gavin, don't you already have this game? No, mom, you idiot. I have Bloodstorm and Bone Squad and Bloodstorm 2, stupid. Oh, I'm sorry, honey. We'll take a Bone Storm. Get two. I'm not sharing with Caitlin. That must be the happiest kid in the world. (laughs) So, yeah, Dan Graney, we interviewed him. I congratulated him for making the first joke about millennials ever on television. He invented Range Rover Mom and Gavin, as they're called. And he talked about that Mike (laughs) Scully is not a fan of those characters. And I have to say, I believe it was the Ayn Rand Institute or maybe just objectivists in general who were passing something around the Internet or someone Mm -hmm. had scanned it. And they were trying to appear hip and cool. And it's like uh, the left wants you to share your switch with your sister who always drops it. And I immediately (laughs) thought of Gavin like, get to I'm not sharing with Caitlin. So it's like, yes, uh, uh, never share. I'm poor, Ayn Rand. Poor, I mean, Gavin is being abused in a way by his mother of just being so horribly spoiled. And he's turned. He's just a mean kid. And it's 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 depressing. I can see why Mike Scully was depressed by Gavin Jones. And I do like her kind of checked out, like buying an ultraviolet game for her son. She's like, we'll take a bone storm. Yes. Yeah, that yeah. that's what I, I whenever it only happened to me like twice where I even cared. But when somebody rented a, a GTA game for their child in front of me, I was like, 
Okay, do you know what's in this though? Yeah. I mean, are you sure? Like, they're like, look, it's a game. I'm getting my kid a game. They'll show there was yeah. nothing better than like getting a parent to not buy a game for a bratty kid. Oh <laughs> man, yeah. that must felt great. <laughs> and it's all the, the the joys of being a parent without the actual responsibility. And, and also, Gavin and Caitlin are very like mid '90s names. Oh, for sure. Yes. And, and well, and also, what's very accurate here is the the case where the games are in. Like, that's very that, that reminded me of the ones at Target and Kmart. I would say at Toys R Us, R.I.P. They they uh, they had these slips of paper you just took the to the back, little tickets. Yeah, mm-hmm. they just died. They're just closing all their stores as of this recording. Uh, sad, sad times. Another part of our childhood is gone, and. I just also love Bart gets to meet all the kids, like the other two kids show up. And I, I kind of agree with Nelson that if you're stealing from a giant company and it doesn't impact a, uh, it doesn't actually impact a, a one of the workers, I think it's a victimless crime too. It's like, <laughs> fuck Jeff Bezos. Like, well, I don't care. I don't know why, but th- for the, for a while watching this episode, I mistook what Nelson was, was saying, which I don't know why I did, <laughs> but instead of punching someone in the dark, I guess because I'd watched uh, Monster Squad so many times, <laughs> he said punching someone in the dork. Oh, not <laughs> in the nards? Yeah, I don't know why. I don't like dork as a synonym for penis. Yeah, I, I wolf I'm, dork. It's, it's, a, I, it's weird. I do love how Nancy hits punch, like punching punch. somebody. Sorry to hit the yeah. penis yeah. to the mic like that, but it's... <laughs> But it's good. I like that would be a very victim full crime to punch mm. someone right in the wiener. Yeah, but also punching someone in the dark is not victimless. Yeah. Yes, that's the victim that doesn't know. <laughs> I do have all joke. of uh, sorry. I do have all of the fake game names. Some of them are very good. Uh, uh, they are. Uh, yes, yeah, swim meets. Uh, save Hitler's brain. Canasta master. Operation <laughs> rescue. I love that one. Uh, a streetcar named Death, Robot Stampede, and Simreich. Simreich, that's yeah. really though. Though Bob, you missed my favorite, Angus Podcorny's Caper Talk. How did I miss that? Wow, <laughs> it's like seeing all those weird like snooker games that are on Steam. Yeah. Like, who is this? Or like a some oh, guy's a football manager. I, I forget the exact name of it, but one of our favorite games to like rag on when we worked at GameStop, it was called Jimmy White's Professional Snooker or something. Yeah. Yes, and it's just this sweaty guy who's like not ready to be on the cover of a video game. <laughs> And he looked just like our boss. So was, I would I would yeah. see that too with uh, the darts games you'd get from yeah. the UK too, where they put on the professional players and you're yeah. like, well, you're just like a fat guy. It's, <laughs> it, and so it was funny. It was yeah. not who you would. The, they're not the fashion icons they'd put on like Tiger Woods games yeah. or whatever. So this borders on very special episode yeah. of Bart stealing and learning a lesson, but they make it their own in this mm-hmm. show. It it really it really works and. Then we get a cavalcade of video game stars. Great. Go ahead, bar. Take the bone store. The store? She's so rich. She'll never notice. Dude, it's the company's fault for making you want it so much. <laughs> Don't do it, son. How's that game going to help your putting? Just take it. Take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. <laughs> take it. Sonic sounds a lot like Krusty the Clown. And those are spot on Mario and Luigi. Well, more Mario's voice. Because I think this is before... Yeah. uh, Pre-Charles Martinet. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote that down. So unless uh, one of the writers went to E3 in like 1994, or sorry, (laughs) CES or whatever it was, they wouldn't know this. But yeah, this is debuting uh, Mario and Luigi having falsetto voices before that was their official voice. Now, I do want to say, in case you don't know, this is super deep knowledge. I just found out. Charles Martinet, or Martinet? Martinet. Martinet, the French pronunciation. Charles Martinet, that Mario voice debuted in a game 
game in Mario Teaches Typing, a game for the PC, and you would not believe how much dialogue he recorded for that PC game. It's all on YouTube, and I just found it. It's amazing. Wow, I didn't know that either. They did not know about that game. I'm going to say they didn't know. At this point, all of the Mario voices we had heard were were like, Gruff Italian guy. Hey, Luigi, I like pasta. Hey, paisanos. Yes, that, like that uh, Captain Lou. <laughs> but Donkey Kong yeah. was very much what you'd imagine. Like, duh, <laughs> but the the cartoon got it wrong. The yeah. CGI cartoon. It's like, That's hey good. guys, I'm Donkey Kong. <laughs> oh man! Now, by the way, I just found this out that so in the new movie War of the Planet of the Apes, the apes that turn on Caesar and join the humans, they have the word donkey written on them, which I oh. thought was just the idea of like, yeah, you're pack animals for mm. us. But no, it was a derogatory term from the humans of oh. calling them Donkey Kong. Like, oh. they turned Donkey Kong kind of into a slur in the War of the Planet of the Donkey wow. Kong is like the most advanced ape there is. He, has, he wears a tie. <laughs> That's yes. true. He figured that out at least. But, and yeah, Sonic there is really, he's kind of off. It doesn't sound uh, like Urkel Sonic at has all. never had a consistent voice. He's uh, Jaleel White. He's like a cool guy. Well, it's been Roger Craig Smith for many years now, yeah. which including so this clip. I would have grabbed yes, this clip yes. anyway, Dave, but you beat me to yeah. it. So, you're the Legos Dimension expert here, so what's the story? Uh, well, I mean, Lego Dimensions, it's kind of, it's a, what do they call it, Toys to Life? Toys to Life, now dead. But, uh, <laughs> it, it was kind of its own thing, where, cause they was, there was Disney Infinity, but that had to, that had to be just Disney characters, mm-hmm. and I think they were probably contractually obligated to, to use some Disney characters that they wouldn't want to, mm-hmm. but, with Lego Dimensions, it's just a grab bag of like Warner Brothers stuff, but also stuff like from Fox. Whoever and... else wasn't in Disney Infinity yes. and could brought, be brought in through the Lego mold. Yeah. So you, and yeah, you, there were so many weird different licenses. There was also mm-hmm. Sega. There was Atari, Doctor Who, just like uh, the weirdest smorgasbord. And like you, you, some fandom that you're a part of is in there. Uh, but yeah, I didn't know. Even though I, you know, I played it a, a bit at launch uh, and bought a couple of the packs. Like especially the Back to the Future stuff, because mm. like at that point there was the only other Back to the Future game was from Telltale, which is also pretty good. But yeah. every every other Back to the Future game was terrible. Yeah, but uh, the, and it was made clearly by huge fans yeah. and dorky fans of Who all these properties. Would just slip in like crazy references, like if you have the Sonic pack and the simpsons pack I, I think it's not even like the main pack that is bart simpson you have to buy like the sub <laughs> simpsons the $20 pack, pack. The second pack uh-huh. if you have sonic and bart together on the screen sonic actually interacts with bart in this way hey bart remember if you see a gold brick lying around just take it take it take it take it take it <laughs> take it that was the yeah. real Sonic saying to the real Bart the line from this episode. The exact same reading, too, yeah. but also Sonic's final, take it! It's just like, Sega! <laughs> and we do have a clip of that commercial. I mean, it was in several commercials. That was the tagline. Sega! Okay, so that was a digitized version at the beginning of a game, but that would be the almost at the end of every Sega commercial, that guy going, Sega! Sega! Yeah. It's, uh, though, I like the classier Sega. That is much more classier and a much more Japanese take on uh, <laughs> that sort of idea. Uh, but I, I, when I saw, shared on Twitter the first time I saw that Sonic saying take it, I was like, well, this Lego Dimensions is great. I'm not going to buy it because this is too much money. I mean, ultimately, I think it's for adult nerds to indoctrinate their children into mm. things that they like. These are gremlins. What are those? Well, 30 years ago. You like them now. That's what they are. This is mine. Now we're going to go see Ready Player One. I don't want to. <laughs> You'll like it. Uh, so Bart thinks he got away with a victimless crime. I'm outside. I got away with it. I'm free. Sir, would you open your coat, please? Uh, 
I don't think this is the kind of coat that opens. Please step back in the store, sir. That boy's parents must have made some terrible mistakes. Shut up, Mom! That's so awesome. So mean. The kind yeah. of coat that opens is the thing I put, think of a lot when I'm putting on a coat. So, uh, I, as a matter of fact, when I came in here to do the podcast, the, this is a shoes off household, mm-hmm. and I try to make the joke. Oh, I thought you were being shoes serious. Take, yeah. I mean, they are shoes that take forever to take off. They're but, prescription yes, shoes. Yes. <laughs> so Lawrence Tierney. Uh, uh, let's now. play the death jingle. Death stalks you at every turn. Ah, there it is. Death. So now dead, he died in 2002, born in 1919, a notorious troublemaker for his entire life. And uh, Bill Oakley told a great story of, uh, you know, getting Lawrence on the show and how a driver showed up with him and said, I'm not coming back. Yes. I guess he wasn't that unpleasant around the voice directors. No, he said he was very unpleasant. Okay, I couldn't remember that. uh, We've done a lot of interviews. uh, Bill Oakley explains that a bit uh, in our interview with him, and that he he wanted to do the character in a southern accent. He was hanging around them too much, and that he's he was also just this even as an old man he was this just gruff scary dude and they're just like these dweebs like he's surrounded by comedy writer dweebs i mean this is a similar situation to what i think maybe a year or two before this he was on an episode of seinfeld Mm. where he played elaine's father yes as a clip here we have a behind the scenes story from all the cast Ah. members and the director i believe larry (laughs) charles we kept our eye on lawrence because lawrence uh stole one of jerry's knives from the set and it was clear that he had taken one of the actual knives from the, from the kitchen part of Jerry's apartment. There was a knife block, and he had this large butcher knife, which I guess he was going to steal. And I wasn't about to ask him for it back. Well, of course, Jerry, who is an unusual person... Instead of going, I think we should all maybe, you know, back off... Went up to him and he goes, Hey, Lawrence, what do you got there in your jacket? What's with the knife? <laughs> <laughs> And you see the color drain out of Tierney's face because now he's been caught. And then Lawrence tried to make a joke about how he was, he put the knives in his jacket. He thought it would be funny. By pulling it out and going, and making the psycho sound. And, you know, and advancing on Jerry a little bit. And Jerry didn't back up, so I don't know what was in his mind. Wow. And I remember looking at Tom, I remember looking at Julia, and just going, this is, this is, we're in the land of the sick now. We're in really <laughs> scary territory. Yeah, that's uh, that's Lawrence Tierney. I got to say, that was from the Seinfeld DVDs. That was back when people oh, yeah. actually gave a shit about DVDs. Those DVDs have like a featurette for every episode, oh, yeah. and I think like multiple commentaries. Yeah. Commentaries. They would also have the trivia track that yeah, was like the like, captions, but just trivia like stuff. pop up video stuff. Yeah. yeah, and then like every episode had like a three minute like behind the scenes feature. They spent so much money on it, and probably I I wonder if they made their money back on that. And having but... put together interviews, it's like you interviewed all the people about one story and then intercut them together. I'm just yeah. okay. This is me for, as an editor applauding. It's amazing, yeah. 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 But then, I, I think it speaks to how good Lawrence Tierney is. Is that like those early seasons of Seinfeld? Like half of the parents were just recasts. Like yeah. they were just like, well, we're not bringing Lawrence Tierney back, so we'll just never see Elaine's dad again. <laughs> yes, but, he's out of the picture. Like we won't, but we can't. We don't want to replace him because maybe they're too scared to. Well, Lawrence Tierney was a scary guy. I mean, they tell the story. 
on the commentary that he was he was too rough for Hollywood in the fifties. They kicked him out of Hollywood, and he he was back in acting in the nineties thanks to being in Reservoir Dogs oh. uh, with Quentin Tarantino because Tarantino loved him in old movies because he's an old movie freak. But he would find out on the set that yeah, oh, this is an insane person. <laughs> he's he's impossible to direct. There there are multiple stories on the on the many 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 different versions of Reservoir Dogs they put out with tons of different things of like him almost getting in fights with Michael Madsen, him getting in a real fight with the late Chris Penn. It, like all these things of, of them, of Tarantino telling him like, say the line this way. He's like, that's uh, not how a tough guy would say that. <laughs> but his voice is so specific. You're not going to get anybody else who sounds like Lawrence Tierney. And I always remember, I love the line in Reservoir Dogs where they just say like, the thing. He looks like the thing. <laughs> it's, it's just beautiful. I love and, it too. And he's... It's perfect casting, but he was apparently a real nightmare to work with on the yeah. scenes as well. For like, they, the way Bill Oakley explained it, he was there for two hours tops, and they're like, get him the fuck out of here. He has like three minutes of dialogue in this entire cartoon. But yeah, Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein, their seasons famously, they just got a bunch of old men on the show. Like David Merkin, sexy ladies. Oakley and Weinstein, old men. <laughs> Mike Scully, famous rock star. Yes. Yeah, but, uh, but before we get to hear much from Don Brodka, we've got another amazing guest star. Hi, I'm Troy McClure. You might remember me from such public service videos as designated drivers, the life-saving nerds, and phony tornado alarms reduce readiness. I'm here today to give you the skinny on shoplifting, thereby completing my plea bargain with the good people at Foot Locker of Beverly Hills. <laughs> shoplifting began here in ancient Phoenicia. Thieves would literally lift the corner of a shop in order to snatch the sweet, sweet olives within. Oh, Shaheka Zaramesh, will you ever learn? <laughs> Flash forward to ancient Babylonia. All right, show's over. Yeah, I feel like they either couldn't think of more jokes or they just couldn't have time for it. So he like he just shuts off the tape after one example. <laughs> also makes up that with the uh, the beginning of the stealing cable episode. Yeah, mm, that's true. But they had to make a lot of room for Don Brodka. He yeah. just says, which Don Brodka, another name that they pitched on for eight million years. They're like, but it is the perfect name. It is very <laughs> evocative of who he is for some reason. And uh, this is the entire this just long Don Brodka bit is this is why you hire Lawrence Tierney. And I would say it it, it was worth the trouble. It's think you're pretty smart, don't you? No. Don't smart off to me, smart guy. I, I, I can pay for the game. I'll pay for it. You know, that kind of mush might fly at Lamps Plus, <laughs> but don't peddle it here. If I wanted smoke blowing up my ass, I'd be at home with a pack of cigarettes and a short length of hose. <laughs> That's it, Mr. Comedian. <laughs> I'm calling your parents. <gasps> Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Simpson. This is Detective Don Brodkin from Try and Save Security. That's right, Don Brodkin. <laughs> Your son Bart has been caught shoplifting. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a shame, I know, but... Well, try and have a Merry Christmas. They weren't home. Uh-huh. But I left a message on their answering machine. That's right. Um, okay. I've really, really, really learned my lesson. Can I please go now? Yeah, get out of my sight. Hey, kid. One more thing. If you ever set foot in this store again... You'll be spending Christmas in Juvenile Hall. Capiche? Well, do you understand? Everything except Capiche. <laughs> yeah, it's great to know that he's also losing his mind. He's talking mm -hmm. to an answering machine as if someone is on the other line. Like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> There's so much to unpack there. Like, yeah. the fact that he 
finds himself a minor celebrity. Yes, yes, that's, that's right. That the Don Brock. <laughs> that he's got these weird affectations where you're like, uh-huh. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I did. All right. It's very rhythmic. Yes. Yeah. And the when I watched the DVD for the first time, that smoke up my ass thing was a shock because I taped my VHS copy did not have that line. See, I saw that in the, um, you know, I forget what they call the book, but like that, like it was the first eight seasons. Yeah, I had that I, still. I forget what they called it. That was his line, mm. I think. Wow. Like on the sidebar thing, that was his line. And I think I taped this episode off syndication. Mm-hmm. So I never saw, I thought I just assumed it was cut from syndication. I it was not in my original uh, airing of it. I figured Weird. my local area was like you can't say up your ass. You can't say ass in Florida. <laughs> certainly not. Uh, but though it's a it's a cute line. It, it, it deserves a laugh. Bart's yeah. right to nervously laugh at that. <laughs> and also on the behind the scenes, they said that uh, Lawrence Tierney didn't understand the idea of this one sided phone call joke, and that they had to make up lines with him on the spot of like, okay, fine here. This is this is who you're talking to, okay? And they just I, cut it out. I love him trying to eat the handy snack too at the end. Yes, and then cursing the cracker. By the way, in real life, the handy snacks I had some recently. They don't even come with the red stick anymore. Mm, it's a BYOS. It, yeah, you just yeah. dip it in the. They call them dippers now. It's like, how dare you save like what a penny less than a penny on one of those red sticks? Probably a choking hazard or something. Yeah. I do. I do love something that'll come up later in the episode where it's like when you. Work in retail, you sometimes just have like a little retail universe. So like that kind of thing will fly at Lamps Plus, <laughs> where it's like, yeah, when you work in a mall or whatever, you know the other stores and like, hey, mm. see the person over at the uh, Orange Julius or whatever. <laughs> yeah, the, the yeah. person at Chick Fil A, yeah. or it's like everyone uh, fears the the district manager like he's yes. God, but he's actually yeah. like a, a failed college baseball player who hates <laughs> his life. <laughs> I am the in the re the realistic look of the behind the scenes store of just like this is. This is a store that only the workers see and then shoplifters who are taken backstage. There's a weird shot of a woman staring into the middle distance wearing just a bra yeah. and smoking and like it's staring so at mannequins. Odd. It is creepy. It's I think it's supposed to be a non sequitur. You're not yeah. supposed to know what it is. Ah. And then they kind of have a Ferris Bueller scene of Bart racing the parents home. I was surprised they didn't go for that reference with like the music or anything like I'm that. I'm glad they meant more with the dramatic there than a, than a musical reference. Uh, and they already had a cooler musical reference reference ready hmm. Hmm. we didn't have a message when we left <laughs> very odd hello mother hello father here i am at camp granada march is lisa at camp <laughs> granada <laughs> now to put this tape where no one will ever listen to it oh poor, poor alan sherman <laughs> i know right he's fine i mean uh so one of my favorite lesser-known shit posts is um, they do that scene, but Homer listens to the entire song just by standing there and blinking. And then when the song ends, like two minutes later, he says, Marge, is Lisa at Camp Granada? It's just so perfect. Uh, the uh, Camp Granada song is about a terrible camp. That's mm-hmm. that's the gag. But uh, And Alan Sherman, poor Alan Sherman, they, they not only pay for his music, but they're like, no one would listen. Yeah. It's like, who would, who would pull it out? I, as a kid, if I heard Camp Granada on like, the radio, I'd be like, this is a fun little novelty song yeah. but i would never buy it but yeah. it seems like if anyone in the family bought that in the first place it was homer if he homer, buys yeah. all those shitty like That's records true. this thing i believe and stuff like that <laughs> yeah. know what it is. i had uh, camp granada on tape it was part of a dr demento 20th anniversary oh, collection of course. yeah uh, it's it's sorry yeah the video i think the answering machine and the video game technology is the only thing that really dates this episode yeah but... bart can't get home and replace the voicemail with uh, alan sherman <laughs> the joke now i guess would be that uh, voicemail 
probably just say like, well, your parents didn't set up the voicemail yet, so we couldn't leave it for them. Uh, Lisa really gets nothing to do in this episode, which I think really pays off at the end, but her getting chest pains from drinking eggnog. <laughs> I've never liked eggnog, even with alcohol in yeah. it as an adult. I just like, yuck, don't yeah, like it. Yeah, it's like, okay, so bourbon is already bad enough for me. Why well, don't want to add it to like egg, egg pudding, you know, just <laughs> yeah. give me the bourbon. It's the only time I found eggnog... Uh, delicious or delicious looking was in Christmas Vacation when they're drinking out of like the uh, mm. the, the Wally cool World yeah. uh, mugs. I do like that. I just want the Wally World <laughs> mugs. And uh, well, I wonder what Marge is using two teapots for at the same time. It's a, a lot of tea. <laughs> it's a lot of tea and, but the, it's such a great little cartoon yeah. visual made realistic for no reason. Yeah. And this is this is post uh, Red Hats being flown up into the sky. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. I love how they're playing with these like classic cartoon gags. Yeah. I love that too. Yeah and so speaking of specific Specific jokes. Bart's vision of Juvenile Hall is so amazing. <laughs> if you ever set foot of this store again, you'll be spending Christmas in Juvenile Hall. Juvenile Hall. Juvenile Hall. Stand behind the yellow line. You will now receive your Christmas presents. Donated by the Port Authority Lost and Found Office. Pass your chit to Santa to receive your <laughs> gift. If you do not have a chit, you will not receive a gift. Wow! The Marche's newspaper! <laughs> cool! A book of carpet samples! Come on, new bike. <laughs> oh, a soiled wig. Murray, I'll put that up right now, <laughs> so, uh, do we want to give that line the episode? Slowly? Soiled wig, so. yeah, I love it. Yeah. That's the joke. So that Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. That's actually Josh Weinstein doing a voice uh. illegally. He's not supposed to do that. Uh, it's so garbled you can't tell. So, yeah. I, I have to like remind myself the next Christmas when rolls around. I want to do a poll to find out which of those gifts would you prefer. Mm. Like I, I've, I switch between the carpet samples and the newspaper. I'll take the newspaper. Something yeah. to read. If March eighth car- is pretty exciting. <laughs> if the carpet samples are clean, then mm. I'll go with carpet. And, samples. But if that wig came from the wig sphere, then that's mm. uh, that changes the discussion altogether. But soiled wig. It's the soiling yeah. I'm not <laughs> into. It's a very good adjective. Soiled. <laughs> and, just, and hearing Nancy say to soiled wig, <laughs> it's so great. And then that he knows the other kids would be. Locked up as well. Right. I I also I feel like two years in a row now. Josh Weinstein has tweeted out that scene as like. <laughs> <laughs> I also love the little gag of Bart of Homer not wanting to go upstairs if Bart has trouble with his zippers. Like, oh, oh no! Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you get to see all the photographs. I love those photographs. The family Bart as so, Hitler. Yeah, Bart as wow. Hitler. <laughs> Bart his planning with the with the word balloon is so perfect that he brought the, somehow hmm. snuck the word balloon with him all the way to the photo <laughs> and then held it up and Homer thinks he said it out loud. I mean, it's it's good that he got away with it. It's better that that's how Homer thinks dialogue appears when you're speaking during a photo. He thinks we live in a cartoon world. I mean, he does, but yeah. And I saw some some internet pedants point out that just like, how can Maggie be in three different Christmas photos? And it's the Marge doesn't say those are Christmas photos. Ah. Those are family photos. True. So in the year that Maggie has existed, those are three photos they've taken. So there, I, I outdid you there. And guys. they have to keep going back because Bart fucks it up. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, also, though, I feel like Santa's little helper would like he would be throwing up a lot from eating that fake nose. Man. Hopefully, it's non toxic. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Bart couldn't afford the non toxic kind. Uh-huh. And uh, so when they head to the when they head there first off, I love that Bart can't even remember cat capiche. He remembers it as catfish. <laughs> yeah, catfish. And- 
And, and, then, and there's another Don Brodka weird aside. I hope you're not going to the Value Vista. Oh, yeah, the Value right? Vista tries. Which is like a – I don't know if they've ever referenced that one again. It's not like Shelbyville. That's like true. how many towns away is Value Vista? I assume Value Vista is – uh, location? I th- Maybe like yeah, a yeah. Uh, like an outlet mall or yes, like a strip yeah. mall or something like that? Mm-hmm. It sounds like a strip mall to me. Or also like it for L.A. residents, it's like Valley Village, yeah. the, the uh, crappy area of, of L.A. And though this, another one, this feels so real to me of like, it would sometimes feel like an event if my family all went to a big box oh, yeah. store together, like a Kmart or a pick and save, which was like the closest thing to a try and save in my Atlanta area. We're just going to do this photo and get out, right? Bada bing, bada boom. I want to look at the pets and write things on the typewriters and see if the new dictionaries are in. Okay. I want to price some flip-flops and smell the new tires and consult the pharmacist for some free medical advice. Sure. We're going to have a great day. Bada bing, bada boom. Right, Bart? Bart? What's wrong, honey? Uh-oh. Somebody's got tired little legs. Uh- Oh, I love Homer's being so sweet there. <laughs> yeah, Lisa's version of uh, Lisa's thing about the typewriters is like a few years before making the offensive screensaver at Best Buy on all the computers. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. I never thought to do that. Or writing nasty things on the word processor. Oh, uh, wow, man, I should have thought of that. Do they still have just computers out for you to fuck with in stores? Mm. I don't think they do that anymore. And they kind of have them all behind glass these days. It, it used to be a big deal, like, look, computers, mm. touch but, them. Before and after my magazine thieving days, I would like, that was a thing, like, if we went to like a Kmart or whatever, where are the books? I'll just hang out by there for the whole time you're shopping, mm-hmm. and then just come over here and pick me up. Yeah, it was. I'm it on the floor a and read a thing. Yeah, that that is how I would treat it as well. Okay. I just read. Well, I'm just going to read every magazine while yeah. we're here. I'll, I'll read this Mario mm-hmm. Super Mario <laughs> RPG preview five times uh, in yeah. five different magazines. Wow, there's I'm a just... guy in here named Mallow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. And uh, then we get a such a cute little nothing joke, but I love it. Of Homer thinking not getting Marge's obvious ass for a present and Mm. this affected me in a different way as a kid because I swear to you, my dad never bought a present for my mom. Like, ever, or at the very least, not unless he was guilted into it. Not even for Christmas? No, not really. He Gosh. also never really thought. He loved Christmas present buying to my mother for me and my brother. And then he'd be mad that we thanked her and not him. And <laughs> yeah. We knew she bought him and he didn't. And But then because he left it up to her, she wasn't buying a gift for herself. So he was. it just ended up as no present. Like, uh, you know. Eh. Presents are a sign of weakness. <laughs> And the uh, the quick zoom in on Homer's head is a little different approach to the classic brain gag. Like it's it's presented a bit differently, but I I do love that he uh, he thinks an ironing board cover is pretty great. And uh, I I do miss the nostalgic artifice of the Kmart photo center, the family photos at a Kmart or a Walmart or whatever that basically Goofy's job in the yeah. Goofy movie. That's right. I have like in the last decade went to one of those. Like I think Sears still has them, and I it was literally really? and I just went there with like a bunch of like this is probably like late twenties, like a bunch mm. of other late twenties friends. We just went to, to one of those and like let's get a picture together. Like a, like a, let's all dress up nice and take a picture together. So many of their photos are just ironic ones now. Like yes, yes, we only do this ironically. No <laughs> yeah. one actually wants this. It still makes money. <laughs> Your money isn't ironic. Your so, money is is all too ironic. Also, your phone has a better camera than us, so uh, whoops. But they know, you know, composition and shit like mm-hmm. true. And layout. And well, they got the props too. Like yeah. you don't have that background. I also look way better in like that photo that we took at the Sears than like most photos. Yeah. So, you don't have you a know. giant basketball at home you yeah. can lean on. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was a kid, I did not know who Ansel Adams was. Mm-hmm. 
I thought at first Bart says asshole yeah. on TV, like, hey, asshole Adams. Yeah. Like, it's, he kind of has to over enunciate it now. I know Ansel. This. Hey, yeah. Ansel Adams. It's, they can't, it's the guy's real name. I mean, come on. And how would Bart know that? That's weird. And he's, he's some history class. But they take the photo and Bart is caught. I thought I told you. No returns for busted merchandise. What are you doing to my son? I'm afraid your son broke the 11th commandment. <laughs> Thou shalt not steal. That's crazy. Bart's not a shoplifter. He's just a little boy. Oh, sure. Now he's just a little boy stealing little toys. But someday he'll be a grown man stealing stadiums and uh, quarries. <laughs> my son may not be perfect, but I know in my heart he's not a shoplifter. Fine, play the tape. Then everyone can see you've got the wrong boy. Wait! Mom, I don't want you to see this. I did it. So Brodka thinks he's going to turn into Carmen Sandiego. Is that what's happening? <laughs> Stealing quarries and stadiums. <laughs> the, the 11th commandment line is so great because you think he's about to say a joke is in the 11th commandment. Don't fuck with Don Brodka yeah. or something like that. But instead he says what is the 7th or 8th commandment depending <laughs> on your definition. From season 2 it's Homer and Lisa. Homer versus the 8th commandment. Yeah. 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 So, uh, it's, so, he's in, so uh, it's just such a good joke. I love that joke construction there. Me and, too. But then they just go with the emotion here and it's just yeah. th so this was an episode when I was a kid I didn't like rewatching it as much or sometimes even when I got to this point I fast forwarded because I didn't like the emotion I wanted to I just wanted to laugh at jokes but maybe yeah. I was really hiding from my emotions yeah. by not wanting but to watch But I mean to Bart's credit he didn't want Marge to see it mm -hmm. he wanted to tell her yeah. he wanted to confess even though it was literally at the last possible second Mm -hmm. He could have he could have said it slightly earlier, yeah. but by the time that Brodkis got out the VHS tape, yeah. you've, you've been caught. It's too late. Like it's it's yeah. over, and it was on every TV in the store. Like how humiliating! Yeah, and in the way it really hurts hearing too how Homer says, "My son's a thief." Yeah, it's like ouch. <laughs> Uh, and that Brodka humiliated him like that in front of everybody. Like, it's poor. You just feel so bad for Bart. And I, I, I have felt that, like, tiny and awful in front of everybody and that kind of thing. And I hate it. I hate that feeling. And this is a fine line with Homer here because I have been yelled at by a father in this way of, like, oh, you think I did that for fun? Like, but Homer also has to be funny in this yeah. scene. So he has to yell at Bart but also be funny. Dealing! How could you? Haven't you learned anything from that guy who gives those sermons at church? Yeah. Captain, what's his name? <laughs> we live in a society of laws. Why do you think I took you to all those police academy movies? For fun? Well, I didn't hear anybody laughing. Did you? Yeah. Except that that guy who made sound effects. <laughs> hog, hog. Hog, hog. <laughs> Where was I? Oh, yeah. Stay out of my booze. Mom, I'm really sorry. I know you are. Is there anything I can do? I don't know. Mm. Why don't you go to bed? Okay. 
As we learned last season, Homer thinks the movies are painful and disturbing. The Police Academy movies. <laughs> oh, God. I just love that. I didn't hear anybody else laughing. Did you? <laughs> Stay and out of my booze. When the, the second he's derailed, he thinks that Bart drank, and that's why he's <laughs> yeah. mad. But I just love the animation, too, when he goes honk, honk. Like the, yeah. It's kind of like he's saying that there was a football goal. He's like, honk, honk. And oh. Homer is clearly, clearly no Michael Winslow. Yeah. Honk, like the faces honk. he makes for all those. Like There's one where his like, bottom teeth are like jutting out. And it's like, yeah. that's not. It doesn't correspond to the noise he's making, but it's funny. It's such a funny drawing. I, I and but then Marge is like muted disappointment. Yeah. That's that's the whole point of this scene. Is Scully saw it? You're ready for your dad to scream at you, but you're not so ready for your mom to just be like shocked and just empty and yeah. just like I know. And like I've gotten the yellings from my parents, but it's when they are just are so disappointed that they just can't like register to you. That's. That hurts way more. Yeah, oh, yeah. it does. The parents out there, use yeah. that trick to, you know, <laughs> to hurt your children back. Like, Warp them. <laughs> I love seeing Bart and Lisa have conversations in the kids' bathroom. Like The kids' bathroom is great, mm-hmm. and bathroom rugs are disgusting. Or they can be if you're not taking care of them. <laughs> which... You know what's worse than a bathroom rug? Mm-hmm. A bathroom with carpet in it. I've Ugh. been in them, and, and yeah. like, this is just, I'm, I'm, I'm just stepping in pee and poop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a, a carpeted bathroom. Who, yeah. who would do such a it's, thing? It's a nightmare. <laughs> uh, so, I love when um, you, we hear Marge's version of the Tuck in Time song for Lisa. Just the line of her ticket is a candy cane made out of gingerbread. Like that doesn't when when you that's nonsense when you deconstruct it. It's, it's a candy cane hey, made out of. Gingerbread. We're in Mother Goose territory here. It's, it's true. I gotta say now, as an adult, the scene of Marge worrying about Bart getting away from her. It's just like. This just hurts now. I'm like, oh, I, I see this from Marge's side entirely now. Oh, great. The Tuck-In Express is right on time. Good night. Oh. Mm. I figured out the boy's punishment. First, he's grounded. No leaving the house, not even for school. Second, no eggnog. In fact, no nog, period. And third, absolutely no stealing for three months. <laughs> I always thought I understood my special little guy. But somewhere along the road, his hand slipped away from mine. Eh, what are you going to do? He's not my little baby anymore. Maybe I mother him too much. Oh, oh, just hearing... He's not my little baby anymore. Yeah. Just, oh, and she's holding up the uh, like the little hand imprint of Bart H4. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Homer is drawing a robot. I forget what it's He's doing. cooking uh, a hot dog over yeah. a trash fire. <laughs> yeah, that's true. With, a, with, the word, with the word robot and arrow pointing at the robots. I thought, I thought he was taking notes about what he was doing to going to do to Bart. So yeah. He's not going to remember any of this in the morning. <laughs> he's so kind of checking us like, yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> and then also his... His punishments are all bad. They, yeah. he, when he's trying to punish, he's just no good at it. He, they're so, all weirdly yeah. strict. Take a break from stealing. Yeah, at least three months. Can yeah. you give him that? And uh, then Bart gets up. Bart is feeling the emptiness of Marge not being in his life. The the not getting the mar- marshmallow in his cocoa. Though I could go for a marshmallow oh, soaked in hot chocolate. That looks good. Man, like, mm. uh, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. Camp Grandpa. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> give me a slice too. I can eat like one marshmallow a year. That's yeah. it for me. <laughs> I I just love that shot of Grandpa. Like with his, he he's like a cartoon hobo about yeah. to eat one bean. He's just yeah. got those two knives. Saves up for me. And that that giant. <laughs> 
marshmallow reminds me of the uh, cranberry sauce a la part. Oh, yeah. yeah and that's, those are Clown Party brand marshmallows. <laughs> clown Party. <laughs> and that uh, Bart has questions for Millhouse that Millhouse doesn't have the emotional understanding to answer. Do you ever worry that your mom might stop loving you? What? Hmm. I'm more worried about piranhas. Did you see that movie where they send a nuclear submarine to fight the piranhas and one of them swims right down the periscope and bites the guy in the eye and he goes, ah, 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 and that old lady told him it would happen? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> hey, how come you're not playing Bonestorm? Nah, it got boring. I'm really into this cup and ball now. <laughs> Whoa! Wow! <laughs> Man, you never know which way this crazy ball's gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You're just trying to trick me because you don't want me playing with your video game. Here, go ahead. No, let me try the cup and ball. Get your own! Come on, don't be a cup and ball hog. Hey, give it! That's my no. house! Come on, give, give me a cup and ball! No. Cup and ball I love uh, I love the two scenes of Luann like kind of patting him down the stairs. Yes, those are great. But and, the, uh, Bone Storm really is a flash in the pan. Yeah, like he's just done yeah. with it in like I, two I days. Is that like Outbreak or I can't remember I, what movie is that? that he's I couldn't. About? Uh, Maybe I the could, movie Piranha or Piranha Two. Uh, uh, for my research, it's uh, not a specific movie I can yeah. find. But commentators out there, let us know for yeah. missing one. Yeah. I'm sure you will. But, but also, uh, Luann like lets Millhouse you know, watch and play some like mm -hmm. twisted stuff. For yeah. yeah. She's already a pretty, uh, absentee parent before the divorce. Yeah. The family is falling apart as we speak, <laughs> yes. but I, I do love, uh, Bart wanting to do mom stuff in a very sad way. Mm. All right. Okay. 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 I won't bug Millhouse, but well, Mrs. Van Houten, this is going to sound kind of dumb. But can I hang out with you while you do mom stuff? Mm. Who are Dan and Sherry Adler? <laughs> Just friends of ours. Oh. And who is Warren Burke? He used to tune our piano before we got rid of it. He grew up in Mechanicsburg. <laughs> really? <laughs> Tell me I'm good. Uh, Oof. Those are some Oakley and Weinstein-ass <laughs> jokes. Like, mm. he used to tune our piano. He grew up in Mechanicsburg. <laughs> like, it's an interesting fact. <laughs> and before they sold it. They yeah, sold so before they sold it, yeah. So there's, there's, that's how sad their lives are. It's like we have to keep in touch with everybody. Well, I was like, this was kind of the warped view I had where I thought, like, at, at the age I am now... I would be sending Christmas cards to all sorts of random people that I knew at one point in my life. <laughs> I can't even send like Christmas emails to people. Yeah. I just like thank you letters like that. I, I think I, I I sent out Christmas cards up to a point, but I wasn't getting anything back, and I'm just mm. like, this is too much work. I at least send me something. Yeah, yeah I did a little reply, a thank you, a thank you would be nice. Also, but... here is Bart actually motivated to lick envelopes. That's See? true. It's true. It's, he knew how to make a game of it by now. Yes. <laughs> and uh, then we get the the little bit with the snow um the family of snowmen which is also painful of just like the sim symbolism of it like nah, we don't need part like yeah. i guess if you want to build it you can make it out your, of the snow under the car yeah your family doing things without you is like that's the toughest yeah thing. But that snow under the car is very familiar to me as an ohioan i'm sure dave you as a new yorker where uh so you know it would snow in the winter mm -hmm. but for months after the winter there would be these what we called snow boogers which yeah. were <laughs> the hardened yes. just like boulders of grime like street yeah. grime and snow that would take like another month to melt it was just like a yeah. solidified yeah. glacier of just like 
dirt and, yeah. and ice, and it's just disgusting. You'd find there. in, like, shopping center parking lots, they would just, like, make a big pile of it. Yeah. yeah. It's like whenever they would plow the, the driveways in, in those shopping yeah. centers, they'd always shove more into that giant yeah. glacier and make it even <laughs> filthier. And if you were, like, desperate because it hadn't snowed in a while, like, you would approach that yeah. and maybe climb it or throw like, it. This, you, this soot snow. Because <laughs> yeah. only when you imagine snow, you imagine happy, white, uh, like, <laughs> fresh snow that just fell fell down. Not, not the kind that has been made gray with yeah. garbage. It's like, disgusting. And then that's what Bart is made out of. So he's the, his snowman is the broken garbage yeah. snow. He looks oh. like, uh, to make another video game reference, like a Mr. Saturn, but Bart. Like, <laughs> just a giant head. Until uh. a crow, like, just destroys it. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. It's, it's such beautiful imagery. And then he just sees that then they're all watching TV without him. They're just like... I guess Bart's not part of the family anymore. I guess he doesn't want to be. It's so. Is that normally the angle that they have the TV in that house? Uh, I guess no. they set it up differently. This <laughs> uh, just for, to for make Christmas Bart sad. <laughs> Maybe to make room for the tree. Oh yeah. I don't know. But so then Bart heads back to try and save after realizing he could still steal stuff like how Nelson does, which I I just love the line of like I knew you'd like yeah. it. Which... I, I love how just uh speci- again, these are very Oakley and Weinstein ass jokes. A replacement tire for a wheelbarrow. Yeah. Uh <laughs> next season there will be another very specific wheelbarrow joke. <laughs> wow, a yard king. <laughs> forgot that one well and and so then bart it seems to imply to the audience that he's about to steal again he's going to show them what a black sheep can do and he arrives home and just as lisa is suffering from horrible brain damage Uh, she gets it real bad in this episode lisa does there you are you can help me spray the cookies are you hiding something what do you have under your jacket Nothing. Oh, Bart, not again. Give it to me. I told you, I don't have anything. You can't hide from me in this house, Bart. I spend 23 hours a day here. (laughs) Get him, Ma. There's no place left to run, Bart. Hand it over. Oh, Bart. I can't believe you did this. I wanted to surprise you for Christmas. Oh, sweetie, this is the best present a mother could get. I love you so much, my little bitty Barty. Mom. Oh, it gets yeah. me every time. And <laughs> like when I confessed to my mom, it was like I needed to do this to make things like the way they were before, where mm. like I'm still like your little boy yeah like, i know that it didn't scar you for life or just say like no our relationship's just over now yeah. you're not the innocent i thought you were but this this moment with that he reclaims that he fixes everything yeah. especially well, like, i don't know how he was let back into the try and save like, <laughs> yeah even to make That's a purchase true. he went to the other one remember there are two oh, Valley vista yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, he, he must have gone on a bus oh, or something yeah. to go there but the though don Brodka, i gotta say he's good at catching bart not anybody else like nelson yeah. is constantly going in there and stealing stuff everyone else is stealing yeah that's true but i think you're gonna point out henry like when i just noticed at this time after like 40 viewings when um she adds bart's picture to the family picture it straightens out it's very very uh. cl- it's a very cl- clever visual metaphor for yeah, the family it's it's beautiful that it really does recenter the family and fixes things and sets it right by putting it in there and it's so it's just a beautiful imagery there and it's he's pretty lucky that uh, that 
receipt was st- stuck to it and saying paid in full, which it's not really what receipts say. Why would say. it say paid in full on a frame? It's like it's, five bucks. It'd be weird to uh, go in and get your photo taken and then steal it. It's like they have a record of that. They have like yeah. negatives. That's true. I, I But I guess they had to make it painfully obvious to yeah. viewers. Like, look, he didn't steal this. He paid for this. But God, just the way she like hugs and kisses him and yeah. says, my little bitty Barty. It's just like, which ouch, I think ouch. is a reference to Billy Barty. Yeah. I think so. The actor. You, you and do I, have a clip well, My here. favorite clip of him. No, I've looked all over. I don't see a Noodles McIntyre. McIntosh. That's it. <laughs> he plays Noodles McIntosh, the tiny cameraman in UHF. You know wow. who he beat that role uh, to get that role? Who? Gilbert Gottfried. Oh. <laughs> yes, he talks about how Billy Barty uh, got that role instead of him. <laughs> wow, yeah. I had no idea. Yes. I also recently saw Billy Barty, not not recently that the movie was recent, because uh, I think he might be dead. He's dead. Oh, uh, he's very dead. But at at uh, the Alamo Draft House, they play weird movies uh, like on Wednesday and Tuesday nights. And one time they showed uh, Skate Town USA, which is a movie starring Patrick Swayze uh, and a bunch of other famous. It's like Patrick Swayze's first role, and it's about wow. a roller disco rink wow. and like a co- big competition that's happening that night. And Billy Barty plays the husband of Flip Wilson, who was in drag. What? What a choice. What, what? a brave choice. I, what yeah. a movie. Wow. That's yeah. I have never heard of this movie. I kind of want to really seek good. it out now. I think Scott Bayo is like... Because Patrick Swayze is the villain. I think mm. Scott Bayo is the lead. Boo. I forget. Hey, yeah. a family can be Billy Barty and Flip Wilson and Drag. Yes. Who are we to judge? <laughs> That's a family. That's a family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I love the line, uh, I spend 23 hours a day in this house. Mm-hmm. Like and I, that's a thing I would think to myself a lot when um, I was underemployed, uh, <laughs> and would like spend in you know you know four or five days in a row in my apartment. Like mm. oh yeah, I went to get food, but literally I did spend twenty three hours of the day in this <laughs> house. Oh, I've had I've had a life uh, yeah. time in my life like that. Yeah, yeah, me too. I I also love Homer's supportiveness of this too. Like. Get him all. <laughs> yeah. He turned into like a southern sheriff. It's beautiful. <laughs> get him. Uh, but so uh, Bart has made things right, and then we get one of the most meme-worthy scenes in this whole episode. Since I got my present early, I think you should get yours early, too. Bart got a present early? Then I should get a present early. I want a present. Lisa, you have to wait. This is the worst Christmas ever. Now, I know you love video games, and I asked the clerk which is the one every boy wants. <gasps> you got me. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. He got Battleborn. Yeah, it's. I've seen many. I've seen many jokes like that. Battleborn and Overwatch is the best one. Of yeah. The, oh, you got me. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, the comedy duo Garfunkel and Oates did, do a song called Present Face, which is about this uh, of like putting on your present face and not showing disappointment at a, at a gift somebody got but did you. Did you guys ever have this happen with video games where you got the wrong one? Not with video games because okay. I would get very specific. It, well, when I was extra young, any game was the game I wanted. If I got a game, I was happy for it. As I got older, I just knew to be specific to Santa and then mom of yeah. like, this is the game. I always game. got the impression that my parents and like anyone who would buy a video game for me for a, a gift, they would mm-hmm. usually get it at the bargain bin. Yeah. I, I remember when the Super Nintendo came out, I was like, uh, if I get a Super Nintendo for Christmas, can you please get me WWF Super WrestleMania? Mm-hmm. And my aunt got me Desert Strike, which was also a pretty good game, but mm-hmm. it was like 
this like I felt like I got Lee Carvalho's parting challenge. I was like a helicopter game. I don't really like helicopters. I wanted Hulk Hogan. Well, if you see my podcast notes, you know they're overly elaborate and there's way too much there. That was yeah. my Christmas list. Like I want this game. Here's how much it costs. Here are the stores that carry it. Here's a backup thing to get me. Like here's a game. Here are the games I don't want. It was like very very specific. It was yeah. Like I want. Well, here's a, here's your agenda. But your shopping agenda. The way that Lee Carvalho's parting challenge is presented during the credits, it makes it seem it's like a ColecoVision game because it like mm. it uses a giant keypad or it's a pc game I mean, yeah with all that dialogue it feels like it'd have to be a pc game you certainly couldn't do it with a uh, sega genesis-esque six button controller no no, no <laughs> way like he wants you to enter numbers and I, I wrote down the intellivision which is like the, yeah. the controller looks like a phone it's got a dial and a bunch yeah. of number like numbers like yeah. a phone keypad which sucks it really sucks <laughs> uh but just to i mad if i if i i would have been Furious at that store clerk who lied to Marge to sell a bad game to him. They were trying to offload yeah. that game. Yeah. Uh, comic book guy said there were tons of copies of it left. Uh, it's just so beautiful. Like, what's the t- what's the game every kid wants? Uh, the one we're getting rid of. Yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. But yeah, it's the half off. Uh, the closest thing I did to this, I this made me feel. This brought back guilty memories for me because, look, I was only six or seven at the time, but. So I had some wrestling toys, and these were the bad wrestling toys, like the thumb fighter okay. ones you put on your finger. You put on your thumb of, like, Roddy Piper fighting the uh, Iron Sheik. You couldn't even get freaking Hulk Hogan because he was usually sold out. And I already had them. Then it was we were visiting a friend of my dad's for Christmas, and he got me a he got us gifts and when he gave it to us it were it was those guys again and i just said out loud like i already have these these are good and give them to a poor kid they, they made me feel my parents made me feel bad afterwards they, they and by made me i mean they reminded me of like that was very rude and yeah and, it's a lesson you kind of need to learn yeah it's uh but then again as i would find out later as as i grew older and learned emotional intelligence i realized that guy's very racist so mm. i don't feel too bad about hurting his <laughs> who parents. was the wrong one in that situation yeah. No, he needs to like, grow up. Fuck himself. off, racist! I own these. <laughs> yeah, uh, so. I'm too young to know what a slur is. But you just said one. Yes, a great episode. Uh, very yeah. emotional and very painful. If you're a mama's boy like all of us, mm-hmm. and uh, you, makes the, me tear up every time when she hugs Bart again. I'm like, this is me. I want my mom to like me. The worst thing is like the lack of respect or I guess uh, love from your mom or the yeah. withholding of love because you fucked up. It just like it is still mm-hmm. painful. Yeah, ouch, Ugh, it hurts. Yeah. This is a beautiful one about video games too like it it i few things in pop culture really crystallized what video games were like in the mid 90s than this episode too yes. and it was a worthy follow-up you know after six years of there not being a christmas episode that this mm-hmm. one it was i mean in my opinion you know depending on the day of the week i think it's better than uh the the, the pilot I, I think it's better than yeah. open fire i do i mean yeah this is the simpsons that we know open fire is still like weird proto simpsons who are uh-huh. not where they need to be yet and uh Barney's got a girlfriend. We don't, yes, we don't want to talk no about way. that anymore. So, yes, thanks for listening, folks. I've been your host, Bob Mackey. This has been Talking Simpsons. You can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. Please follow me. I make lots of jokes there. Uh, my other podcast is Retronauts. Uh, find us at Retronauts.com or look for Retronauts in your podcast machine. We've been going on since 2006. I recommend you find a topic you like and download that episode, and I might be on it. And if I am, I think you'll like it. You'll like the other ones, too. <laughs> uh, everybody else. 
Patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. That's what supports this show, and you can hear every episode a week early and ad-free. It also supports our new animation podcast, What a Cartoon, where we go through a different cartoon each week in the Talking Simpsons style, like King of the Hill, Batman the Animated Series, Steven Universe. There's so many great ones, and you can hear those a week early and ad-free. And if you love Futurama, which if you're listening to this, come on, you do. You do. You Admit wanna, it. You <laughs> want to hear us do Talking Futurama, where we go through the entire first season of that and as we said multiple times on this episode but it must be said again we did an interview with bill oakley and an interview with mike scully and an interview with dan graney all that cover aspects of this episode wow. in it, along with many others and you can only hear those for supporting us for five dollars a month at patreon.com slash talking simpsons uh and yeah you can follow me on twitter at dave rudden and if you scroll back to uh, Christmas of 2017, that's when I did my ranking of every single Christmas episode. Mm. And I'm looking at it now. This was the number one episode. I'd oh, give yeah. it number one. And Me too. La- last place was Kill Gill. Kill Ugh. Gill. Yeah. Yeah. No Ugh. thanks. No, thank <laughs> you. Uh, thanks for listening, folks. We'll see you next week with Team Homer. See you then. Welcome to Lee Carvello's Putting Challenge. I am Carvello. Now choose a club. You have chosen a three-wood. May I suggest a putter? Three wood. Now enter the force of your swing. I suggest feathered touch. You have entered power drive. Now push seven, eight, seven to swing. Ball is in. Parking lot. Would you like to play again? You have selected no.